0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
1: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at Chapacasino.com.
2: It's The Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Welcome to The Roundtable. My name is Robert Bannon. I'm so excited to be here with you. If you're listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network or you're looking at my face on YouTube, it's just an honor and a joy to be anywhere. You know, fall is here. Halloween season is here. Haunted season is here. Party City is filled with ghouls, ghosts, goblins, Superman costumes, catwomen. When did this season become a time for people to wear very scantily clothed costumes. When I was growing up in the 80s, were people dressing like this for Halloween? Well, speaking of Halloween, speaking of scary, speaking of fun, there's a show coming to Green Room 42 and we have Michael Connolly who wrote all about it. Have you ever played with the Ouija board? I remember growing up in Richelieu Park, there was a guy named Jason Cerniak, he had a Ouija board. It scared the bejesus out of me. It was probably him moving it. Well, the Fabulous Fox sisters created this idea of a seance, and there's a show about it coming to New York City. I'm so excited to be here with you because you know I love Green Room 42. I recorded an album at Green Room 42, it's renovated at Green Room 42. They have artisan pizza at Green Room 42. Nothing is more exciting to me than cocktails, pizza, and music, right? Well, Michael Connolly is here, he's coming right over from across the pond. He's coming from the United Kingdom. He has a brand new show, September 26th, 20. Well, a new show for us here in the United States. It is going to be the New York debut of the fabulous Fox Sisters. He's gonna tell us all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Connolly is here. Hello. Hello. I want your hair, Michael.
3: Oh, bless you. I don't need I don't know what's going on with it. I'm, I'm
2: trying, trying to get it to get that high, but it, it doesn't do it. It's uh, salt
3: spray. I've just discovered
2: it. Get, okay, that's good to know. I, I need to know these things. With all due respect, may I I ask you a question? Yes. What the heck is your show about? Can you tell us what is The Fabulous Fox Sisters?
3: Happily, so uh, The Fabulous Fox Sister is based on the true story of Kate Fox, who um, when she pretended to talk to spirits in 1848, upstate New York inadvertently created a religion. So um, she and her sisters, um, pretended to communicate with spirits by popping their toes on the floorboards of their house uh, and convinced their family and then convinced their neighbors and then convinced the world that they were able to communicate with spirits. So this was the birth of uh, spiritualism and seances and um, all those things that we love and hold dear now.
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Well, what a perfect time as we enter this Halloween season and we end the month of September and it's fall. This, Your reviews are really funny and fun to me. They're great, but there's very, very certain Only a certain type of show would want a review that says it's brash and sardonic. What, what? How do you describe what we see on stage with this kind of a premise? Is there music? Is it fun? Yeah, it,
3: it, it's a, it's a, it's a musical. It is, a, it is definitely a musical. Um, so I was just going through the set list now to send to the Green Room Forty Two. Um, yeah, there's quite a few songs. Uh, so it's a one person uh, musical. Um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's hopefully very funny, uh, quite dark, um, arch. Um. Yeah, everything I find funny, I, I put in there, and I hope other people do too.
2: Yeah. Well, Michael, are you somebody who finds the humor in this, or are you at home with the Ouija board, like calling for your long lost relatives and George Washington? And I-,
3: I find I find the humor. I mean, the thing that most attracted to me about their story is so basically in 1848 they created this religion. It goes all around the world, and then in 1888 they publicly denounced it and said it was all a lie, that they made the whole thing up, but people didn't believe them. People wanted to believe what they believed. And so a few years later, they needed money. So then they came back and said that when they said it was a lie, that was a lie. And it was all true. And so that, I mean, when we were going through this, this was definitely uh, you know, in reaction to, to what was going on politically in, in the world on both sides of the the pond with people willfully Rejecting the truth and just determined to hold on to what they want to believe. Um, so I found the humor in the situation there. And you know, I'm not here to judge anybody's beliefs or anything like that. You know, it's like with Noel Coward when he wrote, um, um, "I've completely blanked his his seance play." I think the musical High Spirits is based on it. It'll come to me at some point. But anyway, he said he said it. It's not denouncing all. Uh, spiritualists. it was just saying that this particular one was a shared that
2: Charlotteson. So- well, um, it's, It sounds super fun. It, it's such a, a fascinating concept. It's gonna be Tuesday, September 26th and Friday the 29th at 9.30 at Green Room 42. The, here's the poster. And if you want to get tickets while, while we're here and we're talking about it, you can go to thegreenroom42.com. And even if you don't live in the New York area, you don't live in, in the tri-state area, there's a live stream option. It's the first time it's gonna be done here and so you need to grab your tickets and get them uh it is going to be the perfect fall activity for you and have a nice you know friday night or tuesday night date night out and about and have you been to green room 42 i haven't
3: i haven't no i lived in new york for a long time but i left new york in 2007. is that right yeah so i've only been back a, a couple of times since then um and no i haven't been since the green room 42 opened. so i'm very excited
2: Oh, so it's it's beautiful. It's a, really, it's a really fun space and a great place to see a show for sure. Can you tell me a little bit about your writing partner, No Slouch? You know, my, Michael wrote this show has a co-writer. Music, the music is by Luke Bateman. Olivier Award nominee has written music. What was the collaboration like to work between the two of you to take the book and the lyrics by you and then him add the music?
3: So we've been working together for a long time. So we first started working together in 2011. So, you know, things are kind of down you know we've got a pretty good system um at this point so uh with this particular show the the way it developed was very specific because our friend adam had a new musical theater concert called signal that was um done at the h club uh before that closed down and the agreement was that we had to present brand new songs that nobody had heard uh from new musicals in development we didn't have anything in development so uh, i just sent a list of of ideas of uh of something to work on and so we landed on the fox sisters and then we presented um a song at the very first signal and then we just kept coming back it was every three months we would come back and present a new song because we were busy working on other stuff um so this didn't get a lot of attention uh but but we wrote a new song for it every three months and so by the time the pandemic hit we had about eight songs um and i think we held on to six of those um so we had a good you know, hunk of, of material. Because usually, I mean, I always start with a synopsis and, and, and know where the story's going, just because otherwise you don't want to spend years working on something and find out you don't know how to end it. So um, once that happened, uh, then we got an opportunity to, to stream it over lockdown. So we finished it quickly. I mean, most of the songs are comedy songs. So with comedy songs, it's usually lyric driven. So the lyrics come first. Um, and then you know Luke and I rarely work on a song in the same room. At the beginning, we'll come back and work together. You know, once once we've each had a had a go at it. Um, but uh, yeah, we had we had a, you know, a handful of songs and um, the synopsis, and then it just grew grew from there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
1: huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: If
2: that answers the question. Yes, it does exactly. I, I love the process and the whole our thing. I think your story and process is fascinating. You know, living in through different years of your life, either here in the states or over in the UK. What do you think for us Americans who live near Broadway and, and American commercial theater? Um, what is the appeal? What when you're in in London? London, they say it's a, it's a little more artistic or a little bit more quirky, or they allow a little bit more experimental theater. What has it been like to create and, and do theater out in in, in London? It's interesting because my, I mean, my
3: career, I was really focused, when I was in New York, I was primarily a cabaret singer songwriter. So I wasn't really focusing on writing musicals until I moved here. So I can't, I don't really have an apples to apples comparison of, of what it's like to be a musical theater writer in. London and New York. I've, it's 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 just different. It's just very different. It's um you know um the, the musical theater. I mean they say it's primarily an American art form. So it's but I mean the the talent over here is just incredible. And I mean as it is in New York, obviously. Um, but as I, I think I you know there, there I think there are. There are expectations here about what a musical should be, and so when you subvert those expectations, people get excited. I think versus in, in in New York, it's it's thought of more as a as a medium than a genre, if you know what I mean. So it could be it could be anything; it could tell any story. Um, so that's but that's been interesting. But then the subject matter and you know the sense of humor is very different over here as well. But I am, you know, I I grew up in Texas and then New York and that's that's me, that's my voice. So so uh, I can't help but but right with that voice and so uh, but, but but it's worked out. All right,
2: so Yeah, far. you sure sure has. Well, as we're talking, if you want more information about Michael, you can go to C-O-N-L-E-Y, if you're listening to us.com. What? A, you're from Texas like you just said to New York to 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 London? When yeah. you look back at this journey, do you think when you were growing up in Texas it would lead you to where it has led you? What has it been like to look back and see this road? Oh, never. I mean well, I mean, I always wanted to live in
3: New York. That was it. That was always the dream. You know, and I moved there as you know as soon as I possibly could. Um, I always loved London and I, you know, I like like traveling here I always said I would like to live here for a bit. Uh, but that was never part of the big picture plan. But it's just, it's just crazy, you know, when you like you know, I moved to, to New York when I was 20 and I look back and I just I can't believe how brave I was. And you know, I think people do that. You, you know, you look back at the decisions you made when you were younger and you're like, how, how the hell did I do that? Um, yes. Which is great. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I never never would have imagined. And now I don't even live in London. Now I've moved to the Kent Coast. So now I live in, in Deal um, right next to the sea. So it, it's just a completely different yeah, picture than I imagine.
2: Well, it has to be beautiful. I, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this whole idea. I think it sounds wonderful. And then you're going to hop on a plane. You're going to fly yeah. here. You're going to spend the week in New York, and we're going to get to experience this show. And, and everyone can experience it no matter where you are. You made a choice, and, and you know, looking at your bio and and reading some of the things that you did, you know, you hosted, you you hosted the Gay and Lesbian Comedy Festival. You've written a lot of things. Has it always been a part of your? art form and as an artist to incorporate some of your personal life or activist things like the queer community, etc. Is Has that always been a conscious choice to live that way and be out about with, with your art? Um, not, I wouldn't say conscious to
3: be honest. Well, I mean, sometimes usually you, you can't help let those things come to the surface if you're being honest and if you're dealing with you know and i'm, I'm you know like all art is political if you dig deep enough and it's the same with but you know our stuff which is outwardly not political at all you know it just can be fun um you know hopefully witty um but but it's always a commentary or in reaction to something i think it it's very interesting when i look back at my musical theater writings which again i focus on once i moved to london more and the early stuff was was more assimilating into the, the to the world I was now found myself in, whereas now I it's it's looking back and looking at those experiences in Texas and in New York and those things are bubbling to the surface more. I mean, the, the fabulous Fox sister is set in New York. That's where she, that you know that's where she came to and that's where um, her life ended. Um, and, and so it's I, I I don't know if it's you know confidence or if it's just you know those those things that you you, you don't address at the time and they just come up later and and um, they just bubble their way up to the top and find their way into the work um, but I think if you've got a platform you should absolutely use it and you know whether it's just um, you know I, I just uh, I'm working on a plane now and it's not groundbreaking might any stretch of the imagination but it just it just normalizes gay marriage and, and gay parenthood and those you know it, it's not um it's not a protest piece but hopefully it's doing something
2: well i don't think it needs to be groundbreaking to be no i know
3: no, I, w- I would agree, as long as it's good. And, and, I, and especially if it's a musical, a good musical is groundbreaking yes, enough. Yes, and
2: it's normalizing and it, it's representation for people. You know, I grew up, I never got to see the, the ability to see something like that on, on stage very, very often. And now to be able to just see relationships and family and life and marriage in all sorts of ways is is really powerful. Yeah, and then totally. to see somebody do a seance right on the middle of the stage at Green Room 42, also equally as powerful. Um, Hopefully, it, it's definitely really as powerful. I'm looking when I look here and see it's brilliant, it's eccentric, it's beguiling, it's 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 simply fabulous, and that you are it's be bewitchingly hilarious. How can you not want to grab a date and grab a friend and head on down? I don't
3: know. That's a good question.
2: Come on, and you can get tickets for as little as twenty. Where are you going to go in New York City for twenty five dollars?
3: I I actually don't know.
2: Nowhere. You can't even get a hot dog and a soda on a street corner anymore, Michael, for $25. So grab your seats and come on to go to greenroom 42com You can get your tickets, and it's going to be on the 26th and the 29th. Get a live stream ticket if you're in Texas or in the UK or in wherever you are in the world to make sure you see it uh, live as it happens on stage. Hey, maybe after you see it, some of you know your dead relatives will come visit you in the middle of the night. Who knows what's gonna happen? Not a, not mine. Mine can stay stay where you are, but yours can. Miss you, um, I'm I'm so excited for this. Congratulations on everything. I'm so excited to see all of the work that you do, and, and welcome you back to New York. Thank you so much. I can't wait. There you go. I love Green Room. Speaking of Green Room, my album Rewind comes out for my 40th birthday, recorded at Green Room 42. How about that for cross promotion? don't get that every single day. Make sure you look for it. Get more information about me and this show at robertbannon.com. Follow us on Instagram and make sure you're listening and watch us every single week, day, month, minute, second, when we upload new content, because we always are talking to artists about art. It's always a joy to be here with you. Remember, the best is yet to come, and I appreciate every single day and second and moment we spend together. Thank you so much, everybody, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Have a good one.